Hello everyone, this is Barb Harvey again, uh, talking Let's Talk Parenting podcast. We're talking with Charles Daniels, who is an expert in business startup. And we've been talking to Charles, this is actually our third time, and Charles, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on and chatting with us about what realistically it looks like to start a business. Um, the first session that we had, we talked about how do you wrap your mind around starting a business? What does a, what is it and you want to do and who do you need to talk to about it and, and what are some uh, interesting and, um, I'm sorry, I'm missing my words today for some reason. Um, what are the things that we need to think about to start a business? Last time we talked about, okay, so what are all the steps that we need to get our business into place legally so that we don't have to go back and fix the wheel? So now, um, before we go on, Charles, please tell us a little bit more about you and how people can get in touch with you, and then we'll go into talking about what to realistically expect during our first year of business. Hey, sounds good. Barbara, again, I truly appreciate having the opportunity to to share. Again, I'm a, an optimistic encourager. I feel that it's important for me to understand that nothing is impossible and to be able to share that information with others so that they can also begin to realize that nothing is impossible, that they have the capabilities of doing whatever they desire to do. And as we will discuss in our conversations today, the starting of that is not easy. However, it's not difficult. It's just a desire of wanting to be able to do what's in your heart to do. And I'm sure we'll share some of that information uh, through the questions that you're going to ask. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, guys, let's get started. Here we go with the first question. Charles, what is it that we can realistically expect in our first year to go well and maybe even sometimes to go a little off kilter? Well, I, I feel we have to be in a position to be realistic enough to know that nothing is uh, impossible. However, it's not saying that it's not going to be met with some difficulties. And it's not the type of difficulties that's going to cause you to say, wow. And then it might. Why did I get myself involved into this? <laughs> and you are going to have those. You are going to have those times. I will remember when I first entered the entrepreneurship arena, uh, I was filled with the thoughts of knowing that, I, hey, I could do this. But, I mean, I was filled with the valor and the passion for accomplishing what I was seeking. However, it didn't fan out that way in the beginning because I was faced with a lot of, uh, wow, what is this I got myself involved in and what is it can I do to make this happen? 
Uh, imagine with me for a moment how it would feel if you started a business and it wasn't growing and your finances didn't reflect your effort. And you was wondering why people just wasn't giving me back what I thought that I should be getting back. And in a sense, I became paranoid, and the thoughts of wanting to quit developed. But then I had to start telling myself, you know, nothing is impossible, and continue doing what I felt that I needed to do in order to make it become a reality for me. And then that's when I realized a very important thing was the fact that I needed a mindset transformation. I had to realize that I was one of those individuals who got caught up into the traditional means of going to work. It, you might know what I mean in regards to getting your education, and the very first thing you do would be to go and share all that time and experience with someone else in order to help them maintain themselves, <clears throat> excuse me, themselves. And however, you weren't doing anything to encourage you, so you shared all your time and all your feelings and efforts to make somebody else thing become a reality for them, and you seem to be left holding the bag. So I needed to change my mindset, and I had to begin to start seeing myself as an entrepreneur, and I began to do one vital thing, and that was the fact of encouraging myself and congratulating myself on every forward action that was positive for me. And when a negative came up, I was able to say, hey, I know I can get the answer to this. And that's exactly what I began doing. And as I was thinking in regards to what I was going to share, a book came to mind. And you probably heard this from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Colby. I love that book. And I began, right, and I began to rethink the seven habits, and then I compared them with the questions that you were planning on asking. And the reality of those questions are really wrapped up in these seven thoughts. Well, that's awesome. Um, before we go into that, because um, I really do want to hear that. That sounds really interesting. Would you please share with the audience what kind of things did you do to celebrate your moving forward? And I think people would, would really benefit from hearing how you did that. What are some of the things that you did for yourself to celebrate those moves forwards? Well, sometimes it was nothing more than just saying, boy, you did a great job with that. If you overcame something that seemed to have been difficult, you praise yourself in regards for that becoming a reality for you. And you never downplayed yourself in anything. You always kept that positive thought in regards to, I'm going to do this. I will complete this. It's not going to be an overnight type situation, but the fact lies that each step, you're getting closer to the realization of it. My initial problems in getting involved, I had no problems talking to groups of people. My biggest hang-up came in talking individually to people in the line of work that I'm in. Uh, put me on a stage, and I was outstanding. Put me in front of a person, then I was somewhat wondering what can I say or how can I say it in order to get the person to be able to see what I was attempting to do. 
And most of the times that met with failure, but each time I did accomplish that, and I was had the ability to get someone to actually listen to what I had to say and become a part, I was elated. And I had to find something that I could do in order to say, okay, that was great. So self-praise and self-appreciation, and it was nothing more than having a glass of wine and just sharing the information with my, my mate, and we were laughing and enjoying the moment together, then all those things were just great in regards to the realization of what was going to come. And I just had to keep that imagined in my mind. What was my end result expectations? Uh, I love that, Charles. I just really appreciate how you, um, you know, is it just a pat on the back or a glass of wine or taking yourself out to dinner with your spouse or, you know, taking a long walk or going for a run or whatever it is that helps you replenish, recharge, and refresh yourself to get ready to go, get up and keep going is what I hear you Correct. say. That's right. Yay! So, um, you said that uh, the question that um, I thank you for this interview really jived with Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I'm really interested in what, how those things kind of come together. So, share with us a little bit more about that. Okay, I was asked uh, three things uh, that you could expect. Uh, your plan in regards to how you was going to make this work. Do you need to reinvest all your money back into business or just a percentage of it? And do you recommend joining a business support group? And once I thought about the seven habits and began to go back over them, and I realized the closeness of those questions to what Kobe had, Kobe had to say. The very first habit he said that we should be proactive. And when I thought about that, we're going to have to be resourceful in finding solutions. We don't know it all, and this is a first-time venture for many of us. And being that it is a first-time venture, we would have to do the research necessary in order to make it be fulfilling. And we have to have the initiative, most of all, to have the strength to say, I'm going to do this, I will do this, because those moments are going to come that's going to make you say, wow, and quit. And once you begin to start this, the worst thing you can do is back away from it. <clears throat> you just be consistent in knowing that okay, that's a weakness, however any weakness can turn into a strength if you give it the positiveness to believe that it can be done and step out to do it. He then said, begin with the end in mind. And that's what I said in regards to imagining. Sometimes just stop and, and take a few moments and, and think about, where do I want to be with this six months from now? Or how would I want my life to be changed a year from now? And begin to develop and do those things that are going to make that happen. Develop a plan for yourself, a daily activity plan that you say, here's what I'm going to do today. 
And here's what my expectations are to be reached for that day. And begin to put those things into action, keeping the visual that you have as far as the end result. Why is this important for me? Why am I going to continue doing what I'm doing to make this become a reality? Colby then stated that put the first things. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I was gonna, I was gonna um, ask a question, but I'll wait. Go ahead. Okay. He then stated, put the first things first. Okay. I mean, you, you, we have to have some type of order in regards to what we're going to do. Everything that needs to be done don't necessarily have to be done the very first step that we take. So you put things in order so that you won't be wasting your time. And that's why I said that a plan is extremely important. Plan your activities. Here's what I want to accomplish today. And then set out to put those things into motion. And once they are accomplished, again, like I said, praise yourself for each forward step that you take that gives you the result that you seek but never lose sight of the vision of how you want your life to change. Step four, he said, think win-win. And that's very important. You're never a loser in this. Everything that you say that you desire to do to make this happen Take the steps necessary. There might be some that's going to be appear to be difficult, but the solution is there. You just have to slow down, think about it, and then the source of information that you need would come. Now, one of the questions that was there was to join business support groups. Facebook and LinkedIn, they offer a lot of opportunities to be able to join groups of people that are not there to try to sell you anything, but they're there to share information and share advice to help strengthen you in becoming what you say that you want to become. So, yes, get involved with people. Don't hire from them because the only way we can learn is to learn from people that have been doing it and been doing it a lot longer than we have. So don't think that you are there by yourself because you are not. Others have taken the step. Others have traveled the same road that you're traveling, some with difficulties, some with successes, but they were able to overcome those things that didn't seem to work and make them work. I'm really just absorbing what you're saying um, because I think it's really important to recognize that all of those things are, are necessary. So in your, in our, you know, in our discussion of this first year and the things that we come across, uh, I'm hearing that you know, we need to, first of all, you know, we wrote, we wrote a business plan for a reason. We need to be paying attention to it and following it and doing the thing and following the steps that we've created for ourselves. I'm hearing that we need to find people, and I love that you said Facebook and LinkedIn because you're right. There's a lot of 
information out there where people just want to share, you know, or you know, or they're writing an article about what they're doing and how, you know, which can give you ideas. You can ask questions and have conversations with people, you know, and one of the things you can do is you find somebody on LinkedIn, you really like them, look at their uh, profile, find their contact information, send them an email, give them a call. Um, so that's one of the best things about LinkedIn is that you can make direct contact with people and find out more about what it is that you want to do. Um, and and, uh, and get some you know get some counselors that's a really good way I think to also you were talking about finding a mentor I think getting on LinkedIn and joining some of those groups and finding somebody that's really talking your language and looking them up and giving them a, you know giving them a call and say hey listen I have a few questions if you don't mind um, or you know post COVID you might say hey can you meet me for a cup of coffee um, so I really like what you're saying about that. Um, I also like the win-win because, you know, we all have competitors. But the competitors, we make each other better when we work together. And so just because we're both in the same business doesn't mean I can't help you and you can't help me. We can be supportive to each other. Correct. Um, and I think business is heading in that direction. I think more and more we're starting to look at one another as human beings and how can we help each other. Because I know as a parent coach, there were some people I just didn't connect with, you know, and they were very pleasant, very nice people, but they didn't, I didn't jive with them, they didn't jive with me. But I have a Rolodex of five other coaches that that I can say, hey, you know what, I, I realize, I see that you and I aren't really connecting, but listen, I know this other coach, she, she's wonderful, she's great, and I think from the way that we've been talking, you would really jive with her. So I'm going to connect the two of you so that you can talk because I really want you to get what you need, and, I, and I'm sure. recognizing you're not going to get it from me. And that, I... I, I've done that several times, and I think that's really important, and I, I really like this, the way you're talking about that. Um, so are there any other things that um, – I think you only got to number four, and there's seven, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right uh, habit number five. You said seek first to understand, then be understood. And that's something I firmly believe in. It's, it's very difficult to get someone else to see something if you haven't experienced it, that something yourself. So if you can understand what it is that needs to get done or be done, now you can share with someone what's necessary for them to do in order to make it become a reality for them. And as I said earlier, yes, you're going to meet a lot of people, and many can be very helpful and it's okay to become friendly with those people. And, yes, they might not want the product that you're trying to push, but at the same token, they can see and understand the reality of the reason as to why you're doing what you do. And it's not necessarily to try to get them to become a part of what you are doing because they're locked up into what 
they desire to do, and that's fine. One of my favorite quotes is to tell individuals that only you can add years to your life and life to your years. And the only person that can make things happen for you is you. And if you can see the reality of that and begin to live the reality of that, that all things do become possible. In habit number six, Kobe said, synergize. We're all different, and we handle and do things and see things different. And as a result, if we can see the uniqueness in one another and we begin to see, okay, I can help someone with this, then we are open to be able to do that. And synergy makes all that happen for us. It makes me a better individual because I can handle someone else's situation. And at the same token, if there's a difficulty for myself, someone that I'm involved with can also be a strengthening to me. So we should be open. We should be problem solvers for self as well as for others. And finally, habit seven, he says, chopping the saw. We have to keep ourselves upgraded. We have to keep ourselves energized because things change each and every day. Facebook, for example, is not the Facebook that might have been five or ten years back. And the people on Facebook now will be entirely different. The age range of the people that I'm dealing with now could be a lot younger than the individuals that I was used to dealing with when I first started with Facebook or LinkedIn. So I had to be adaptable to make change within myself to become the individual that I've become today. And once I saw these questions that you had asked, uh, Father, I said, you know, hold these statements are outstanding. Be proactive. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. Think when, when. Seek first to understand, then be understood. Synagogues and sharpen the salt. Well, I I really recommend that people get that book. That that was the first book, leadership book I ever read. Well, no, I'm sorry. It was the second leadership book I ever read. Um, and it makes a real difference in how you not just think about life, but how you live your life. And so definitely uh, get Stephen Cook. Covey, the seven habits of highly effective people, um, because ultimately that's what you're seeking to become: effective in your in your life, effective in your business, effective in the lives of other people. Um, one of the things I say is you don't go into business. People think they go into business to to get rich, but the real reason you go into business is to help people, and. You want to take your expertise, what you love, and help other people. And if you make sure that that is your win-win, that, yes, you're going to win because somebody's going to buy your product, but ultimately they're going to win because they have the product. And so I think that's really amazing. Charles, wow. Okay, so 
I think that really answers all the questions that I sent you. I'm really impressed with how you brought in Dr. Covey's book because that was, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite leadership books. Um, so we have one more session left. Um, so I'm going to ask uh, that you kind of wrap us up next time and tell us more about you more about your process that you go through with people. Um, and um, I'm just going to give you a chance to toot your own horn the next time. So guys, if you want to find out more about working with Charles and what that looks like, you can tune in next time. Uh, Charles, do you have anything to say to our audience before I um, end our, our session here? Well, the only thing I would add would be the fact that keep in mind that in business, it's not about, it's not about you. It's about the people, and you really don't want to sit and share stories about yourself. You want to find out exactly what it is that they need, and you become the person that will help them to make that become a reality for themselves. And once they can begin to start seeing themselves for who they are and believing enough in themselves, then they will step out. And the better you become within yourself, the more you believe in helping others do the same. Because I feel that that's our mission in life, to help others do the same. And by doing, we also increase and help ourselves. Thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate your taking the time to chat with us about what this first year in business can look like and what are the things that we need to do to not only survive but to thrive in that first year of business. I appreciate your time. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Parenting. Stay tuned next time when we're going to hear from Charles about working with him and how you can do that. I hope you guys have a great day.